Yes, we will release more titles in 2019 than any pinball company in history. In history. In history. In history. Actually, we'll also release more than most of the entire industry released in, in one year. <laughs> Put a lot of effort without any thought to cost. <laughs> I think each one of the games now has something never done before in pinball. You need to adjust your play style because these shots aren't where you expect them to be. <laughs> uh, very shortly. It's not going to be whether or not that's Deep Root or something else. It's like going to be more of a question of why would I not buy a Deep Root machine with the value in it, uh, even if I happen to like latest, you know, Deemer license from another company. Well, that was eight months ago when we heard that very shortly we're going to see what the mystery is all about. And how are they ever going to make more games than any pinball manufacturer ever in the year 2019 when the year is almost half over? Not going to happen, everybody. That was eight months ago from Deep Root. All right, so here's the deal. I don't even, I'll talk a little bit about them on episode 348, but what I want to talk about on episode 348 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, and the theme of this show is very simply going to be, this is it. And what I mean by this is it, I mean like, I think this is it. I think we've seen what we're going to see in terms of pinball's resurgence, okay? And I don't mean that's a good or bad thing. I mean, I think we're at the top of the mountain. I think we can see all the different things are, that are going to happen in pinball. And I don't think we're going to be surprised anymore, right? It's like when people climb to the top of Mount Everest, they didn't say, well, what other, what other mountain is taller than this that we can now go climb on earth? It's it. We're done. These, this is what we're going to see from the pinball companies. This is what we're going to hear from the pinball personalities. This is how many pinball podcasts we're going to have. This is what we're going to get from Chicago Gaming and Stern and Jersey Jack and all that. This is it. This is it. it and, and that fatigue it's starting to set in. You're seeing it. I'm seeing it on Pinside. It's like people don't even know what to talk about much anymore. They're, they're, it's almost like they're turning internally and fighting each other over the dumbest stuff. Like if I go into the Deep Root thread and I see Kim Mitchell and Iceman attacking each other, I'm like, what are you guys even fighting about? You're fighting over a mythological company that hasn't even shown you anything. It's like, drain that thread. Oh, let's go into the Pirates of the Caribbean thread. Oh, same thing, different day. Someone's having having some issues with their game. All right, let's go into the Munsters thread. Okay, same thing. Uh, everyone's saying the game is great. Other people saying the game is shallow. Okay, let's go into the Black Knight thread. Hey, game is fast. Game is fun. Oh, but I wouldn't really buy one. Okay, there's the Black Knight thread. Okay, let's go into the Willy Wonka thread. Okay, Jersey Jack has once again shown a game and he's not going to get it on the line in two months and we're going to be waiting until late summer to get Willy Wonka. Okay, close that thread out. Okay, let's go into Chicago Gaming thread. Okay, where is my Monster Bash, Ellie? Uh-oh, not, not shipping yet. Okay, let's go into the freaking home pin thread. Everyone thinks this game sucks. Mine just arrived. The glass was broken. Mike sent me some side rails. The side rails are made like crap. Thank you very much, Mike. Your company sucks. It's going out of business. Okay, where do we go now? Okay, let's go over here. Oh, Oric is letting everybody know that he's bored of modern pinball companies. He doesn't really care anymore, but he's going to come into the pin side every day and, and, and moan and groan about the next thing. So where are we going next? Okay, see, that's what it's like. That's where we're at. We kind of know what to expect from everybody. And I think people are starting to reach a point 
uh, where they're going to have a, a realization that you just have to learn how to enjoy this hobby maybe a little bit differently. That Gandalf is not going to show up at the top of the mountain as Deep Root and come storming down and save the day and return pinball to some Bally Williams heyday moment. That's probably not going to happen, all right? That the best chance you're most likely going to get to buy a Bally Williams-like machine in 2019 will probably be a, here's the thing. It'll probably be this. Your best chance at enjoying Bally Williams, guess what you should go buy? A Bally freaking Williams machine, people. There are so many of those great games you love available to go buy. Go buy them. You know, people who have a collection of Bally Williams games in good condition, you know what they do? They wake up every day. They play their machines. There they're, they're are a, a big smile on their face. They're super happy. I'll tell you what they're not doing. They're not running to pinside moaning and groaning and complaining about pinball, all right? All the magic that you want is most likely already out. <laughs> that's, that's the funny thing about this hobby. And here's the even funnier part. Those games are available for cheaper than the new crap, okay? I, I'm going to be honest on this podcast. I'm going to tell you right now. For $9,000, you can go get the most mint condition, fully restored Tales of the Arabian Nights which is one of the most amazing pinball machines. $9,000 gets you that. Or $9,000 will get you a crappy, like, and, and I'm saying crappy because it's not worth $9,000. $9,000 will go get you a crappy Black Knight LE. And yet we have people who just completely buy these new games, moaning, groan about the magic not being there, and yet they can go get the games that have what, exactly what they're looking for for, for cheaper. You know, I was laughing because I saw that if this is if this is not an indication of where things are going, and this is it in pinball, I, I sold my Ghostbusters new in box LE. I sold it, I think, for ten or eleven thousand dollars. There is now a for sale thread on Pinside, a nice condition Ghostbusters LE, sixty eight hundred bucks for Ghostbusters. Right, that was one of the most in demand games Stern ever released, and it's just an indication of where we're going. All right. Where are we going? Think prices are going down. People are going to start to realize, you know, the weight for new titles to sort of elevate your expectations. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. And even watching people's response to Wonka was a great indicator. I don't think most of you guys who are waiting for that, like, I don't know, like that revolution to happen in pinball, I don't think anything's ever going to satiate you. You know, I'm going to read a little bit maybe what Jerry wrote back to me about P3. I'm going to read a little bit of your emails back to me, but I want to keep going on this train, all right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If this is it, if this is the landscape of pinball as we're going to see it for the next few years, how do you feel about that, right? Do you really think Stern is going to deliver something that's going to blow your mind? Do you? No. Do you think Stern's going to stay on top? Absolutely. There is nobody who's going to knock them off their number one spot. It, because simply, they're the only company that knows how to launch a game, put it in a box, and get you the game in a short period of time. Okay? Jurassic World, Godzilla, Elvira. So what? So what? All right? Is there any Stern news we should break on this pinball podcast? Here's a rumor I'm hearing. Christopher Franchise, I hear, is no longer with Stern Pinball. He's now looking for other alternatives uh, to, to uh, you know, to the pinball world. I'm also hearing that, that he had a Catwoman edition of Batman that was ready to go. 
But I'm also hearing the rumor now I'm hearing is that Stern shelved it. So you remember I said, wait, don't buy a Batman premium? Uh, I think they shelved that version of the game, so you're not going to see it. Uh-oh, Canada's Pimple Podcast said something that, I don't know, should I have said that rumor? Should I have held on to it? Is he going to get a tattoo on his ass because he said that Alien would be out by now? Here's the deal. No, I'm not. Okay? That's not what I'm going to do. Uh, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Stern's going to keep doing what Stern does, okay? And they're going to do it every few months, which means you're going to see a new game from Stern in June, July. Okay, by the time Willy Wonka ships, you're going to probably see another Stern game that you can buy. Now, is it going to be the Stern game you want to have that you can't wait to have? I don't know. I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how you guys continue to get excited time and time again for these Stern releases. Uh, I, here's my thing. Can they just give us a bash toy that you actually bash? Is that, is that a lot to ask for? We're at this point now where every single Stern, like, toy that you're supposed to be able to bash they just put a target in front of it and you're not really bashing anything and and that's where we're at in pinball is the number one pinball company can't even let you bash a damn bash toy imagine the balrog swinging out and you don't hit balrog he doesn't light up you just hit a target in front of him that's what it would be like today if stern made lord of the rings today it would suck it would totally suck they would never even do the ring mechanism with the magnets. Balrog would never swing out. He would he would just be standing there, you know, uh, frozen, and there'd be like a magnet in front of him, and, and that would be pretty much it. You know, there wouldn't be that much more going on in the game, all right? So the Stern is going to be Stern is going to be Stern, okay? And it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what anybody does. They are still going to dominate, all right? Then we got Jersey Jack. This is it. Is this it from Jersey Jack? He told us the games would ship in two weeks um, after he revealed it. He said he wouldn't reveal another game until it was on the line. He was talking about Yellow Brick Road, apparently, not about Willy Wonka. And every day that goes by for Jack, every day that goes by, he's losing sales. I would say that every day that goes by that Willy Wonka is not available, he is losing another five to 10 sales. Maybe five, okay? 10 is a lot every day, maybe every week, okay? But that's still significant. That's still significant. And every week that goes by, that you don't get to own the game, your excitement for owning it will dissipate. It will wane. It will it will start to move towards other things. This is an impulse buy industry. It's crazy that it is, right? That we're impulse buying an eight to ten thousand dollar toys, but that's what they're toys. They're, that's all they are. They are toys for men who have expendable cash. And so will Jack get that game on the line in 60 days? And we're going to keep them honest to that, okay? We're, we're, we've, sta we've started the countdown clock. All right, I went over there. I want my Willy Wonka, but I don't want my Willy Wonka by Christmas. I want my Willy Wonka by my birthday, at least, which is September 25th. Will I get it? I don't know. I don't think so. That's crazy. That is crazy, all right? So what else is going on? Uh, what, what? We've got Chicago Gaming Company, Monster Bash, Ellie's. Okay, cool. They're doing their thing. Games are going out. Uh, no big news there. Just a remake. Remakes, remakes, remakes of the old classics. That's great. Thank you. Good night, all right? Then we got American Pinball. This is it from American Pinball, right? They're working on games three, four, and five with the same exact team. So what's going to change? What's going to change? You know what they need to do? They need to hire Brian Allen, the artist who did the alien artwork that Andrew Highway shelved. He's looking for a job in pinball. He's an amazing artist. They need to hire him. They should, they, should, they should have hired him six months ago. Think about this. Six months ago, they showed you Oktoberfest and everybody complained about the art. What did they do? They didn't redo the art. What could they have done in six months? Redone the art. So when that game doesn't sell because people don't like the art and that's 
most likely between the art and the theme, that is the only reason why the game won't sell. The, the game's got everything else in it, but the theme and the art are just at the point where people won't buy it. They're going to sell less than probably 500. And then everyone's going to blame Canada for sinking the pinball industry. It's not my fault. Art is easy. I'm going to say that art is the easy part. It is not the hard part. I could find 50 artists today that could do a better art package than that today. And so what, what, okay, we're just going to go on. All right, let's keep going. Who's next? Who's next in our uh, P3 multimorphic? Jerry and I, we go going back on email. Look, I'm going to read some of your emails about P3 multimorphic. It is what it is, what it is, what it is. You know, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I'm not going to kick a company when it's down. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. He's, he wrote me an email about how he did market research. I'll read it in a little bit. Uh, but obviously, someone was lying or someone didn't act on the information properly. And it's just, it's not that hard to give people what they want in pinball. It's really not. This isn't like we're putting a man on the moon, Jerry. We're not going to space. We don't have to think about a million different things that could go wrong. You're putting some ramps, some switches, some targets, some art, some lights on a piece of wood and then you're putting a theme and artwork on top of it, all right? Not difficult, all right? Pinball's been around for what? Like almost 100 years. Like, it's not the hardest thing to do. And if you do something that people aren't buying, you've gotta change what you're doing. I don't know what else to say about it, all right? Okay, all right. So, what else is going on? Uh, spooky Pinball, they're gonna be fine. Spooky knows, see, Spooky's this. Spooky is like, Spooky's like the, girl that knows she's not that hot and so she and she understands that she's not going to go in to the party in high school and leave with like the high school quarterback can I even say that I can already hear some of my bleeding heart pinball friends being like you can't say that anymore Canada in today's world that girl should go in and probably leave with another woman and they'd be really happy and then they'd film a dove commercial and then everyone would have to like be you know force-fed this crap anyway so but you know what I'm saying they know they're not the best of the best of the best that girl knows she's not leaving with the high school quarterback but that's okay. She's self-aware and she's biting off as much as she can chew and she's happy in the relationships she enters into. So to me, that's a little bit like Spooky. And I'll say this, Spooky is anything but just like not good looking anymore. I mean, their games look great. Spooky Pinball's Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle looks better. It looks better than Oktoberfest. The artwork is better than Willy Wonka. The artwork is better than Black Knight. I mean, that game looks better than most of the newer games that have come out. And I'm not going to like, I'm going to give Spooky credit for that. So they're advancing within their own world. And that's good. It's good to see that. All right. So Spooky's going to be fine because again, they're, they're, they're going to bite off as much as they can chew. All right. So I think Spooky's going to be fine. But then you got like Deep Root. And I know I made fun of Deep Root at the beginning of this podcast. And again, the reason why I did it, people, the reason why I brought up those sound clips from eight months ago is I'm listening to all these other podcasts and other people talking, and I'm, I keep asking myself one question, and I've been guilty of this too. Why have all of us given this company such a pass? It's See, you can look at it like, well, they haven't taken anyone's money, so it's okay. But I'm here to tell you, is it? Is it okay that us, the pinball media, has just let a company come in, say these things, make these bold promises and claims, not deliver on any of them, and, and just say, well, it's okay because you didn't ask for pre-order dollars, so it's okay what you say. I mean, that's kind of like Trump saying 
he's going to build a wall and he's going to do all these terrible things. And But as long as he's not asking you for money, it's okay that he says that. Is that the world you live in? Because it's not the world I live in. So here's why I brought that back up and those sound clips. Because here's the thing that I think people are missing is that there are people out there. I mean, I don't think these people are the brightest if they're doing this, but there are people out there that are actually not buying new pinball machines because they are waiting to see what Deep Root is going to deliver. And so hardworking companies that are actually employing people today that have games on the line today, that have games going into boxes today, those products might be passed over because everyone thinks Deep Root's going to blow those games away. And Deep Root has shown us nothing but a teaser video, and that's it. That's it. But we do know this about them. Everything they've said they were going to do, they have failed to do. All right? They said they were going to make more games in 2019 than anyone in the history of pinball. Uh, okay, January, February, March, April, May. All right, five, we're, we're at May, All right, the fifth month. I said six. We're at the fifth month. We're beginning of the year. So the year is almost half over, and they haven't shipped one game. They haven't shown us one part. They've shown us a video. They're making more than just pinball. And so the question becomes, okay, so why are we all giving them a pass? Why, why are we doing this? Why, why are we just sitting back here and saying like, well, we're not really going to like, you know, say this is kind of BS, but it is kind of BS. And, you know, I think it's at the point now where like they don't owe us anything, but what they need to do is stop talking. And I also like, I'm going to hold them accountable for what they said so many months ago. Okay. And what I would like for them to do is just give us a new timeline. Just say like, what, what's the reality, Robert? Is it June 30th? So June 30th is a date in which most of us think we're going to see Raza. Now I'm here to ask Robert and the deep root people that listen to this podcast, just tell us, is June 30th going to happen? They must know by May 1st, if June 30th is a realistic time frame in which we're going to see something or not. And if we're not cool, just reset, reset the schedule. Again, you set the schedule. That's the thing too. It's not me being a jerk waking up being like, let me make fun of this company for saying they're going to ship the most games in 2019. I didn't say that. They did. I didn't say June 30th was the date in which Zidware customers were going to get to see Raza. They did. Uh, Not only that, the date in which they were going to be delivered Raza's. Read the contract. They would get their games by June 30th. There is no way. There is no way that games are shipping to customers by June 30th if nothing has been seen to date. And, and if there is, then my God, then maybe Hannibal is at the gate of Stern Pinball and Robert Mueller will take down the entire industry. I heard Bill over at Special One Lit say they might be like the Amazon of pinball. Uh, don't even get me started on like how, we, you know, this. but again, this is why I said it was smart. We're starting to attribute like greatness to this company when they keep blowing by every single deadline. And I think the pinball media has a responsibility just to hold these companies a little bit more accountable. Now, we don't need to be jerks. We don't need to slander them. We don't need to like personally insult them. But if you're going to say something and you know, and you're going to put expectations in people's minds about like a date in which you're going to show your game and that date comes and goes like they blew past Texas Pinball Festival, then when is it next? All right. Now, here's my thoughts. And I've said this before. I think they're biting off way more than they can chew. I don't think uh, making this big entertainment company was the smart way to go. And I, I think there's a lot of people who will, when you're Robert, when you're in Robert's position, you're going to hire a lot of creative people. Now, let me tell you what creative people do. They always convince you it's going to work out, that they have the best idea, that everything's going to go great. And creative people love getting a salary. They love getting a paycheck. 
and they love tinkering all day long. But it's not those people that make creations come to fruition. It's the non-sexy people. It's the project managers. It's the engineers. It's the people without the personalities that actually push the creative ideas out into the world and make them real, right? Like someone might have an idea for a roller coaster, but the, the guy who does the loop-de-loops might not be the guy who actually has to make sure that people don't die when they get on that roller coaster, right? But this is it, right? You take deep root out of the equation. The fact that they're even in the equation is strange, right? Nothing. You take them out and we know what we know is going to happen. We know Guns N' Roses is next from Jersey Jack. We know Jurassic World, Godzilla, Elvira is coming from Stern Pinball. We don't exactly know what Brian Eddy's game is. We know Christopher Franchi might not be on any of the art packages moving forward for Stern. Um, we know that Eric is working on Guns N' Roses, okay? Now look, here's what I hope happens as we go into the into pinball into 2019, for, for me, if I have a wish for each company, let me go down a list. I wish that Stern Pinball would actually make something magical happen in a game and they would let us bash something. Just let me bash something. E- even if like there was a mechanism that popped out of the coin door and just bashed me between the legs, I'd be like, at least Stern let me bash something uh, that was supposed to be a bash toy. Thank you, Stern. And don't do the same three pop bumpers, two ramps, two orbits, Blah, 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 every single game. It's boring. We're tired of it, Stern. We see through it. Everyone is so bored. Your designers must be so bored staring at that low bomb every time they design a game. They must sit in a room and and just like, I, I bet like all Stern designers are kind of like Luke Skywalker at the beginning of The Last Jedi. Like Gary Stern hands them what the bomb is on the game and they just toss it over their shoulder the way Luke tosses the lightsaber. That's how bored they must be be over there at Stern. All right. Jersey Jack, my advice to Jersey Jack, two things. Jack's just got to not show anything until it's on the line. I don't know why that's so hard for him. How easy is that? Like he turns on the lights at JJP and he's like, okay, the game's not on the line. So I'm not going to say anything really easy. Like you just really have to use your eyes and your brain to run a pinball company when it comes to marketing. Just do it that way, Jack. The other thing is Jack just needs to get his employees synced up. Now, the big problem at JJP when it comes to communication and marketing and ideas, here's the big problem. Jack is in New Jersey and his design people are in Chicago. That is a huge problem for Jack. Huge problem. Jack is, Jack is a smart guy. Jack's not able to walk into a room and see what's going on. He's just got those guys over there doing what they're doing. And he's got those guys over there doing interviews, talking to people, and they don't all have the story straight. And they're not all on the same page. That's a huge, huge problem. I mean, I work for a company in New York. I have no idea what's going on in a Chicago office ever, ever. Every once in a while, we'll do conference calls and Skype calls, but it's not the same of being able to walk down the hallway and see the work in progress. And I think that's a huge issue. You know, like I saw Eric was interviewed uh, on some like, I think it was like loser kid or special kid or like, I I don't know, like there's like new, like something like SHIT head podcast. There's all these like, there's all these new podcasts. I think it was loser kid pinball podcast. And And in it, he says, this is what kills me. He says, one of the reasons why he thinks that Willy Wonka will be attractive to operators, right? will be attractive is the physical ball lock on the Wonka Vader, 
all right, that people will walk by the game and see those balls locked up there and they'll say, hey, Johnny, let's play this game and see those balls drop down. And and that'll be a way in which like, you know, there, there'll be some like call to action for people who are on location to jump in that game and steal those balls and start that multi-ball because, you know, nothing gets us riled up on location like seeing a couple balls frozen in midair. Okay, but here's the problem, Eric, is Jack has said time and time again that the LE and the collector's edition are not really the location games. It's the standard edition that he made for location, so there's less stuff to break down. And here's the other problem, Eric. The one thing he yanked out of the standard edition games was the physical ball lock, the Wonkavator. So that's not even in the game that you are saying is the game that will be an operator's dream come true. Well, see, the reason why this happens is because nobody talks to each other over there. They don't have their story straight at all. They're all just kind of doing their own thing. It's like, look at Willy Wonka. Like, why do you think on every single piece of artwork and part on Willy Wonka, there's a part number, like a Bally Williams part number? Jack doesn't probably want that on there. Other people don't want it on there. You don't see it. You don't see it on The Hobbit. You don't see it on Wizard of Oz. You don't see it on any other game other than dialed in. It's because Pat Lawler gets to make up his own mind on this stuff. How ridiculous is that? It says Jersey Jack Pinball on the door, and he can't even tell Pat Lawler not to put ugly, ugly part numbers on the translate art, on the cabinet art, on the topper, on the spinners. Those part numbers are on everything. And it's only because like Pat Lawler like has more power, it seems, than Jack. It's called Jersey Jack, not Jersey Pat Lawler's pinball. And so I hope that they can sync up more and I hope they all can get on the same page, right? All right, what other companies do I have hope for? Spooky, you know, I, I just hope that Spooky like continues to like improve. I hope Scott Denise's game has a ramp and I can't wait to see it. And that's my hope for Spooky. I think Chuck is in a good spot and I think they're gonna do fine. I really do. American pinball. My hope for them is I just think they need to like, they need to reevaluate like who's on the team. And, and I think Davo and Nermal, when I hear the themes that they're coming out with, and I, I just like, again, like I, I don't have much faith that these guys understand exactly what people want. We said it on the last show. My hope for them, not to get too negative, I hope they get new art or, or, or approach art differently, differently, whether they fire the existing artist or tell him, look, bro, like we want a game to look like this. Can you do this? If not, hit the door, bah, pal, it's over. You're, you're, you know, let's hire Brian Allen or Christopher Franchi, right? <laughs> Sorry, guys, that little stuffy nose there. So yeah, that's my wish for American Pinball. But American Pinball, you know, the other thing is they need to just not show games so early. I think that it absolutely crushed Oktoberfest, all right? All right, so who else am I missing here? Chicago Gaming Company. Let's see what their original game is that they're making that's based on an IP. That's what's most exciting to me. They also just need to get their games out sooner. Uh, but, you know, look, everyone who has a Monster Bash LE, from what I'm hearing, when you finally get it, people are enjoying their games. And there's not, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it is great that we're getting these masterpieces from yesteryears um, with the, the availability to buy them all over again. Right, I mean, it kind of sucks for the old collectors, but it is what it is, what it is, what it is. Right, they're hedging their bets, and the bets are working out. They're selling a lot of these games. All right, who else? Who am I missing? Am I missing anyone? I I, I feel like I need to pull up Pinside. Oh man, I, I I was laughing my ass off because like the the Pinside lately, the Pinside vibe, the Pinside atmosphere of late is probably I think the worst it's ever been. And moderation is just non-existent on the site. 
And what happened? You know, and it's not just about like giving people threat ejects and then this and that. Like you don't have to just wait until a fight breaks out in the cafeteria to actually like police your school, Robin. I mean, this is the problem with moderators now. They, they, they don't even like combine threads that need to be combined. It's like anyone can have just like a random thought and put it up. And now there's like five deep root threads. And now there's this many threads. And then and then they don't do it right. So if there's a there should be a troubleshooting thread for Pirates of the Caribbean. That shouldn't be the conversation within the club thread. And so there's just a lack of organization. It's almost like someone went into Pinside about a year ago, took all the files out of the filing cabinet and just threw them all up in the air. And that's where we're at nowadays with Pinside. It's just a cluttered mess. And it's no longer fun to like go on and read that much. I, I, I kind of avoid it at all costs lately. Um, I'm just going on now to see if I've missed any manufacturers. You're probably yelling, how do you not even know about these guys, Canada? Okay, so I got Stern. I got Jersey Jack. I got Spooky. Uh, Highway Pinball, are they still around? Nope. Uh, quite interesting. Did you see Christopher Franchi's making artwork for Queen for some pin show? Um, do you think he's going to, or some Comic-Con? I think it's for a Comic-Con. Do you think he's going to do the Queen artwork for the, the Pinball Brothers game? Interesting, maybe. Who knows? Uh, Chicago Gaming we covered. Dutch Pinball doesn't exist. American Pinball we covered. Uh, P3 we covered. All right, so let me read you some of your notes, and then I got to get to work because that is what I do. This is episode 348 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, and let's hear from our listeners. Oh, guys, thank you so much for listening. You know, I really appreciate all of you. I got an email from Ben Crane. P3 is the title. All right, so Ben says, Chris, heard you read Jerry's letter on P3. It was kind of sad that he seems genuinely bewildered on why his game is unpopular. I personally don't care about market research. How much market research went into TNA? People buy games because they are fun. Generic kid themes with poorly drawn art that mean nothing to anyone aren't fun. Watching videos and sorting through complex options before playing a game isn't fun games that frequently reboot during gameplay and force to start you over aren't fun balls that frequently get stuck aren't fun swapping out mini play fields isn't fun looking for a black ball on a play field that is lit from below isn't fun wonky flippers that break on location and cost 750 dollars to replace aren't fun Moving 400-pound games isn't fun. Losing money trying to sell a game on the secondary market no one wants isn't fun. Developing your own game for a platform no one else has isn't fun. Well, damn, Ben, you really shot you really shot that one right in the middle of the heart. Uh, how do you really feel about P3? Well, look, Ben, I, I agree that on some level, you have to sort of ask yourself when you're doing anything in pinball, are people going to enjoy this? Is this what people want? And if it's not fun, maybe we should rethink it. You know, the, you brought up something interesting too. It's like, I really think the main reason why Pirates of the Caribbean failed to like connect with people is, is that opening menu screen. I, I really do. I think Pirates of the Caribbean lost more people. Just having to pick through 22 characters was probably the worst design decision ever in a pinball game. It's not fun to do, and I, I still don't care what anybody says. That's not how you start. That's not how you start a pinball game. It's never how you should start a pinball game, and yet the whole game went that way. And then they didn't even use like the clips they could have used from the movie that they did have access to because they buried you in this like 
weird kind of code. And that wasn't fun. And that's why the game didn't sell because the shots are fun. The mechs are fun. The art is fine. The, the sound is amazing. The callouts are fun. So what's not fun about that game? The complexity of it, right? All right. All right. I got an email from Joseph and he said, the subject is Oric Lawson. The king of all design, L-O-L-O-L-O-L. That line had me cracking up, dude. Thanks. Look, man, Oric is a passionate dude. He he does his thing. You know, he I think he's just beyond the point of like he doesn't even want to be there anymore. Like you can see it on Pinside. Like it's he's back to the old Oric, which is just let me find something that I'm not happy about. And then he always like, he's a little bipolar in the sense, and we all are, let's be honest. Any of us that are hyper into pinball on the forums are bipolar at times. But then he goes from like, yeah, man, I'm bored. This all sucks. Like nothing excites me. Then he'll watch two people fighting and be like, guys, come on. It's just pinball, right? He kind of plays both roles of like mediator and just like completely bored to his mind with pinball. All right, let's see. But Okay, arcade mode. I got an email from Daniel. Uh, da- sorry, Daniel Florence says, Hey, Canada, I think you are right, and pinball is stuck like in the early years of home councils uh, where they just copied arcade games. They didn't know any better, but then games evolved as companies realized they don't have to make you lose a game after five minutes and let you start all over again. Your idea of a home mode is just great. You could choose between a classic arcade mode where you attack high scores in different modes with three balls, but then you could have an adventure mode when you have to complete missions to progress through a story. If you manage to complete a mission through various stages, your game starts again at that point, like a level you've beaten. You could have side missions that help you throughout the adventure that get held like a fourth ball or bonus X or stuff that makes some stages easier to progress. I think that would be awesome. Greetings, Daniel Von Den Bergen. Well, Daniel, thank you for the note. I think it would be cool. I hope we see it. I'm not sure, though. It still feels like everyone's making one game to fit out on location and to fit in your home. And to me, that's silly. It really is silly. It's like design a car for the track or design a car for the street. Some do both, but I think most pinball games are now ending up in homes, and I think people aren't approaching it like that. All right. Let's see, do, 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 got an email from Neil. Okay, Neil and I are talking about something else on the side that I will talk about at some later point. All right, Jerry, Jerry, I'm gonna read your note. I'm gonna read your note. He says, hi, Chris, thanks for addressing a few bits from the email. This is Jerry Stellenberg, ladies and gentlemen of P3. I agree with most of your responses, but I think you missed the main point. I am not blind to why people aren't flocking to the P3. Wasn't really asking for why people don't care about the innovations in our platform. Was more asking why you and others seem genuinely excited about Deep Root claiming many of the same things. The answer is, of course, money and the facilities and staff money affords. And people in this pinball community, for some reason, get super influenced by hype and promises of great things. Ironically, If I had 40 professional animators, including a team of people from Disney, I'd be embarrassed about that Raza teaser video. Well, let me stop you first there, Jerry. Um, Look, I do agree. I do agree wholeheartedly. You see how it is, man. People are like, people are thinking Deep Root is like the next greatest thing in pinball and they've shown nothing. And also the part that people don't understand. These aren't like Disney's greatest animators have left Walt Disney, have left Pixar, and have decided to join Robert Mueller over at Deep Root. Okay, no. You've got 
uh, Quinn over there worked at, I think, Disney Studios, like working on like game level design or storytelling uh, in video games and stuff like that. These aren't, uh, you know, Disney is a huge company that employs tens of thousands, if not like a few hundred thousand people. This is not like, you know, the greatest of the greatest have, have migrated over the deep root. So I think that's that's a big misconception people have. I think they're seeing where some of these people applied their efforts to in the past. But anyone who works in a creative industry like this, like in gaming or animations or, or, or like, you know, design, they work on a plethora of stuff over the years. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to see like Disney quality. Anyway, so Jerry goes on to say two things. You and others bring up the point, why bother with these innovations? Just make a traditional game with a good theme and sell lots of them. My answer is simple. I have no interest in doing similar things to everybody else. If we fail because we don't successfully bridge the gap between innovation and desirable theme and visual immersion, we're working on it though and without the millions that DR has, or because we suck at marketing and can't afford to hire somebody good at it, then I'll move on to something else. The reason Multimorphic doesn't follow Stern's formula for how to develop and sell pinball machines is because I would be bored to tears at work every day and would have no passion for the product. If I believe that's the only way to be successful in the industry, I don't, I'd leave the industry. All right, so Jerry, let me stop you there in the first point. Look, man, I, I, I applaud you for that. Okay, I applaud you for having a vision, having a dream, sticking with it, and not wanting to just make what everybody else makes. You know, I, I think the life gets boring, life gets stale, life gets uninteresting when you just follow the path of everyone else. That being said, that being said, you're still running a business. You still need to make money. You still need to sell something people want. And it you can't tell me that it's more fun to be a dreamer who's struggling to make ends meet than it is to be a dreamer whose dream is giving people what they want and is super successful financially. In my life, I've met people that run the spectrum. I have friends who have no money. I have friends that are my age that live at home with their parents. I have friends that have a billion dollars. All, all walks of life. I'll say this. The happiest people, they have their money in order. They make profit. They live, that opens up the door for them to live the life of their dreams. Now, it's not doesn't mean they're happy. I also know people that have money that are depressed. They inherited millions of dollars from their parents and they're on antidepressants and they see shrinks every day. No, but Jerry, you're a dreamer. You want to make the best pinball machine. You want to make the pinball machine that you want to make. But Jerry, there has to be a point. And you should come on the show. Let's have this discussion. I mean, I know I'm reading these emails, but there has to be a point in which, at what point do you have to call an audible? Like seven years, if it's not working, then what? And you know what I'm saying? Do you keep building on top of a house if the foundation of the house isn't 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 like sound? And that's what I think is happening. Like if the foundation isn't sound, man, you're just gonna keep building on top of it and it's still gonna collapse if it's if the foundation isn't what people want. All right, he goes on to say number two, focus groups. I did put together a focus group when starting the company. It's literally the oldest thread in the multimorphic channel. We put together a group of 20 to 30 people with diverse backgrounds and interests, some from Pinside and some from outside the collector market. We had a lot of good discussions. With Me Too products, a focus group makes perfect sense. Hey, we're making your traditional pinball game with the following three themes. Would you like, which of the following three themes would you like best? When talking about new ideas and new technologies, they're harder to rely on because they can't always grasp the final product. 
from a description of technologies. New people still come up to me at every pinball show and say, wow, I read about this online and didn't think it'd be fun, but it's actually a blast. People always refer back to what they know. And as I mentioned above, developing traditional style pinball has no appeal to me. I've worked at companies who made innovation paradigm shifting products before and getting customers to adopt it almost always a challenge. But once they get over the hump, it was hockey stick growth. We will get over the hump. Will we get over the hump? Hard to say. Probably not without help, but I'm still enjoying what I do and we continue trying to improve the quality and reliability of our product. Well, look, Jerry, I mean, I get what you're saying. It makes total sense, right? It's like it's easy to be like, hey, do you want Star Wars, Ghostbusters, or like Jurassic World? Which one would you buy if it was coming from Stern? And then you don't have to like, you don't really have to think about an innovation there. You just have to think about, do I love this movie and would I want this movie in pinball form as Stern gives us pinball machines? Um, Look, Jerry, I'm not going to, like, I just think you're, you're doing what you're doing. And I would say this, you're a very smart guy. And you've created a lot of innovation in your platform of pinball, right? And so if you want to keep doing it and you want to keep doing it, but you think, here's the thing. If you think you're that hump, I don't know how big the hump is for you. And that's why I feel bad because I'm like, I see all these other people doing half as much as you selling so much more. So ultimately though, if you say that you don't want to, you don't want to develop a traditional pinball machine. My advice to you is this, you don't have to develop a traditional pinball machine. You don't, but you didn't, you didn't, you didn't develop, you didn't develop a traditional pinball machine, but you developed something that is even way beyond a traditional pinball machine. And so maybe you leaped too far too soon. So for example, General Motors designed an electric car 25 years ago. And yes, it was, it was like where the future was going, but they couldn't sell them 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Maybe it was even longer than that, right? Only because the infrastructure wasn't there. The ability for people to like want to do that stuff wasn't there. Want to drive electric cars wasn't there. People didn't see the vision back then. And so right now, here's my, here's my advice though, Jerry. You are making a pinball machine during this period in which pinball is having a resurgence, right? There is all this money to be made. And you're almost saying like, I don't care about the money. I don't care about, I just care about my innovation. But you've got to find the balance or it won't work. And I, I would hate to see someone like you who's trying to push the envelope push too far. And that is my advice, man. I think you've got a lot of great innovations. I think I would rethink it. Why does it always have to be this way? Why does is P3, If P3 is just stuck as being P3 with the big screen and the swappable things, no one's going to develop for the system, man. You keep saying people will develop for it. No one's going to develop and take the time to develop games where there's only 50 to 100 of your platform in homes. If there was 10,000 of them in homes, that would be a different story. But how are you going to get to 10,000 sales with a $10,000 product with a theme people are not really into? And this is all marketing, Jerry. It's all marketing. And it's, it's like, you know, so the focus group wasn't really... I, it doesn't seem like it was very like valuable, um, but I think you're trying to make something that, you know, you're kind of playing the most risky bet in life that I'm going to make something that I think people don't even know they want. Yes. When you get that right, you might become Apple, but when you get it wrong, we, you know, there's a far longer list of those companies that got it wrong. But anyway, Jerry, I think keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I think only you can decide 
you know, when it's time to make the changes or, or call an audible and it's, it's in your hands, but you know how I feel. I feel like you might've leaped too far and people can't meet you there. You got to meet these customers halfway. And I think that's what you need to do. All right. I got to get to work. This has been episode 348. This is it in pinball. These are the companies. This is what's going to happen. These are the pinball podcast. You know, we're not, this is going to be Canada's pinball podcast. We're going to get some guests on. I'm glad you guys listened to the show. I hope you guys enjoy the show. If you want to email me at canadapinball at gmail.com, that is great. Brenda and I are going to be working on some merchandise for you guys. So you can actually wear with pride that you listen to Canada's pinball podcast. As always, we will never hold back. We will never hold punches. Um, I just want to tell you guys like it is like the way this hobby is. I do think over the next month, everyone do me a favor. Just calm down. May's going to suck. May is going to be a crappy pinball month for people that are hyper into like wanting to know what's next. You're not going to see much. You're not going to see much. You're going to wait for Wonka. Black Knight's all you're going to get from Stern. You're not going to see the next Stern. I just think May is a period where maybe we all should take a vacation. I could even see it with like the other pinball podcast and the, and the, and the conversation on Pinside. It's all starting to implode. Like people don't have much to say. And when that happens, they're going to try to, you know, people have to like manufacture stuff. Now, for those of us that can manufacture entertainment, I mean, I could, I could talk to you about rocking chair podcasting for like an hour and probably keep you entertained, but that's just where we're going to go into May. It's going to be a very, very long May for us people. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. I'll never buy-